You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. We continue our discussion on the biography and the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi. And now we will focus on the events that happened after the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. Previously we examined how this treaty unfolded and we examined how the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi finally made a treaty with the Quraysh, the pagans of Mecca, and how the Prophet concluded his pilgrimage without going to Mecca by finishing his pilgrimage and shaving his head and coming out of his ihram. And that's what the companions did. And then the Prophet headed back to Medina after Hudaybiyah. A number of sources such, ha- such as Al-Bayhaqi, Ibn Sa'ad, Al-Hakim al-Naysaburi, Tabarani and others state that the following happened when the Prophet was heading back to Medina. So on their way back from Hudaybiyah to Medina, the companions almost ran out of provisions, out of food. So they came to the Prophet and they told him, Ya Rasulullah, we are hungry. And we have these camels with us. And the camels are usually used for riding. When you're traveling, you need them to carry your belongings. And when you're tired, you use them for transportation. So they said to the Prophet let's sacrifice some of them, eat their meat, and we'll use their leather as shoes. We're going through a desert area. Some, some of them did not even have proper shoes. Let's use the leather from the camel to make shoes. So they asked the Prophet for permission. The Prophet ﷺ gave them permission to do that. These sources that I mentioned, such as Bayhaqi, Ibn Sa'd and others, they say that after the Prophet gave them permission, Umar ibn al-Khattab comes to the Prophet and he says to the Prophet ﷺ, no, don't do that. It's better to keep the camels because what will our state be if tomorrow we meet the enemy while we're hungry and we're standing on our feet? Maybe he means we don't have any mode of transportation. It's better that you ask the companions to bring whatever food is left in their hands and ask Allah to put barakah in it. And we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you through your dua, will give us through your dua. Allah will not say no to you. So he makes this request from the Prophet. The Prophet agrees according to these reports. And so the companions brought whatever leftover they had. Some of them had very little food, like just a handful. The most some of them had was about a pound of dates. So they gathered it all on one sheet and it wasn't really much. 
The narrator says, we were 1,400 men. Now imagine a little bit of food is not going to be enough for 1,400 people. So the Prophet makes a dua. Allah puts the barakah in the food. They eat until they all become full. Not only that, they even fill the bags and the sacks that they had with them with that food. When the Prophet saw all this barakah, he smiled, he laughed, and he said, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah wa anni rasulullah. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad. I bear witness there is no God but Allah and that I am His Messenger. Wallahi, la yalqallaha ta'ala abdun mu'minun bihima illa hajaba, illa hujiba minan nar. He says, I swear by Allah, no mu'min, he doesn't say any Muslim, no mu'min, no true believer, meets Allah, believing in these two shahadas, except that Allah will protect him from the fire of hell. Then the sky rained, and they had fresh water to drink. So through the dua of the Prophet Allah put so much barakah in what the companions had. Now we have a few observations here. Number one, we applaud some of these companions who came to the Prophet seeking permission to sacrifice the camels. When Allah appoints a leader for you, you don't do anything unless you consult him. So that is something we commend them for doing. Instead of just coming up with the decision themselves, we're hungry, we need meat, let's sacrifice the camels. They actually came to the Prophet and they sought his permission. That is something commendable. When Allah gives you a divine leader, you consult him in every matter. You seek his permission. This is the proper adab and the etiquette with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa The second observation, these reports indicate that Umar made the following suggestion to the Prophet. When we analyze the words of Umar in these reports, honestly Umar's reasoning is not that clear. That's because if they would kill some of those camels, it doesn't mean that all of them will be on their feet and hungry as Umar claimed. It doesn't take a lot of time for the companions to go back to Medina. So if they kill a few camels, what's going to happen? Secondly, usually fighters when confronting the enemy, they use a horse to fight, not a camel. So Umar's um, reasoning that we need these camels so that if the enemy comes and attacks us, we can fight them. I don't think you can efficiently fight on a camel. On a horse you do, but not on a camel. So his reasoning is not that clear. And finally, why would they stay hungry? If you have all this camel meat, why would you stay hungry? You know, within days you're going to reach Medina. So it's not clear why he came to the Prophet and objected, and he didn't think it was a good idea to sacrifice some of these camels. That is honestly not clear. The third observation, how is it that Umar realized this is a bad idea to kill some of the camels, but not Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa The Prophet is going to miss this. He's not going to know that this is a bad idea, but Umar knows it's a bad idea. And the Prophet doesn't know that he, ha he can make a dua and put all this barakah. Umar has to remind him that you pray and you, you know, have Allah put the barakah. So, 
honestly, this makes us doubt some of these narrations and claims. Especially when we, we know when the Prophet was on his way to Hudaybiyah, he did perform a number of miracles. Remember when Muslims were about to die from thirst, the Prophet asked Allah to overflow that well with water. So the Prophet has done similar barakas. Suddenly he forgot that he can do that. Omar has to remind him. Something doesn't add up here. Now, if we want to be academic, we'll say the following. Assuming these narrations are true, let's say they are. What's our analysis of it? Because that's important. Sometimes you may have doubts over a narration. We state why. But then to be more academic, we say, okay, assuming that this is the case, what's our analysis of what Umar ibn al-Khattab did? There's one possibility here. And let me know how you feel about this possibility. The Prophet did deem it better to sacrifice some of the camels. Initially, you know, he gave them permission. And he did think this was the better thing to do. And we know that sacrificing a camel, sacrificing any animal always has barakah. When you do it according to Islamic law, towards the qibla, you mention the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this has barakah. Now imagine if there are Muslims hungry, they're almost starving, and you sacrifice a camel, that's the biggest barakah. That's highly recommended to do. So the Prophet initially deemed it better that this is the case. But now, Omar puts the Prophet on the spot. Omar comes to the Prophet, he tells him, you can ask Allah to put barakah in our food. When you, do, when you say that to the Prophet, it becomes difficult for him to refuse. Because if he would refuse, maybe there is going to be a rumor that the Prophet doesn't have barakah anymore. And the Prophet doesn't want such a reputation. He did not find that this is appropriate. So the Prophet wanted to sacrifice the camels, but now that Umar made the suggestion, he had to make the dua. Because if he didn't, the hypocrites would have made an issue. And the Prophet doesn't want that. He doesn't want any doubts flying in that critical time. So this is why the Prophet accepted. That's our analysis. Now, our analysis, why would Umar make that suggestion? One possibility is that he wanted to compensate for the major doubt he just had at Hudaybiyah. Remember from our previous classes, Omar rejected the whole treaty and he objected to the Prophet and he said the biggest doubt I had in my life was the day of Hudaybiyah. I doubted that he's a messenger. Even Sunni sources state Abu Bakr had to calm him down. Omar, what's the matter with you? This is the messenger of Allah. Why are you doing this? Even their sources admit that he, his doubt was so massive that Abu Bakr had to calm him down. So this was a big embarrassment for Umar. Maybe he found this an opportunity to improve his reputation. That now I come to the Prophet, Ya Rasulullah, you're a Prophet, Allah answers your prayers. Ask Allah to put barakah in the food. In front of the other companions, he might have been improving his reputation to show them that, no, I do believe. Because moments earlier, he had a big doubt, and, and that's embarrassing for you to have such a doubt in the uh, face of the Messenger of Allah. Possibly. This is one analysis of why he would make that suggestion. How, how do you feel about this analysis? Why 
apprehensive prophet? I think he knew that the prophet was a prophet. Yeah. They know after seeing all of that, it's proven to you that he's connected to Allah. Possibly, yeah. Possibly. In any case, whatever his intention was, the last thing I'll say about this is when the Prophet approves something, stop, accept. The Quran says one of the signs of the believers that if Allah decides a matter or the Prophet decides a matter, that's it. You no longer have the khiyara according to the Quran. You no longer have the option to object. Trust the Prophet. If he said, let's sacrifice the camels, accept that this is the best. Don't go and philosophize and give your own opinion before Rasulullah. That's not proper. That's the last thing I will say. No, no, it's possible. Of course, it's possible that this was later modified. But I'm saying, assuming this is what happened, what is our analysis? So this is the analysis I presented, assuming this is true. Otherwise, we can even doubt the report. Maybe this was an attempt just to create a virtue for him.